Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Thank you very much, sir, for a gentleman and a scholar. Hey, welcome, Ventura. Good morning. It is another rousing round of Straight Talk Wealth Radio. Thank you. You guys are just too kind. Come on. Maybe they're looking at that big butt of yours. Okay, Mr. President. All right, just relax and uh, no comments from the peanut gallery. Very sexy. Okay, you guys. Now, come on. This is the show that everybody listens to on the way to church on Sunday morning. I've talked to enough of my listeners. I know how many are in the car right now on their way to church, and that's how they catch the show. So let's keep it clean today. And we are also the show that bridges the world economic situations and what's going on in the big theory and economics and Keynesian versus Austrian and and what's the trigger and what's China going to do and what's... No, you got me scared. You know, the world coming to with what you should be doing and your own... IRA 401k planning so that you can arrive somewhere, somehow, in this up and down environment to some day in the sun where you can live in comfort and achieve. Uh, I don't, I don't, you like using the word retirement. I have no plans to retire. I only plan to get in the water every morning, at least every other morning down in Port Wyneme and uh, do it till I'm 80 years old and get in the office and work every day. So I don't know what retirement means, but I have some concept of financial freedom and the ability to maybe live off of some of my savings and assets if I so desire, maybe while I continue to work. So uh, you'll notice I always bite my tongue on that word retirement. That's not, it's just not relevant to me. I'll earn my pay one way or the other. But uh, still, financial freedom, financial security, financial planning, that's what we're about. But we look at the big macro picture of the world. And today, you are so going to get the big macro picture of the world today because we are going to feature... The world according to David Stockman. Uh, David Stockman, this is also subtitled the show today, is based on his book all about his his uh, his theory of economics called The Great Deformation, The Corruption of Capitalism in America, which is based on his book that came out, I think it was 2014, but might have been as early as 2013. But we're going to go in depth today in the words of David Stockman. And uh, gee, I could read you from the back of the book, whether you love or loathe Stockman's diatribe, the fact remains that it would be a mistake to ignore it. Uh, one of the most comprehensive narratives of the financial system's history in years. So you're going to get a lot uh, from listening to David Stockman. In fact, let's see, here's a couple of quotes from David Stockman, just to give you a little teaser. He says, as a result of what we've been doing, we no longer have honest capital markets. We have bloated, massive, dangerous, unstable, one-way casino that is making taking the whole economy closer and closer to the brink. Wow, really? I, I thought the stock market's at all-time highs. I thought everything's great. So we're going to talk about that dichotomy in just a minute. But first, I kind of want to introduce you to David Stockman. Uh, stay tuned. We have an awesome giveaway today. We have about $1,500 of free service. I'm going to give away his book today. Uh, his book, the paperback version. Let me tell you something. This book, 
The Great Deformation, it is a two and a half pound book. It's 730 pages and it's hundreds of years of history. It lists for 25 bucks. We're going to be giving it away for free today to callers. But, but, but listen up. Don't call yet because there are certain terms that we give the book to. We won't be giving it away to everybody. It's a $25 book. But we have some free service that if you want to take advantage of it, which I feel is much more valuable than the book, this free service is worth $1,500. bucks. we are going to give that away for free. And if you're interested and you can use that service, we will throw in David Stockman's $25 book and a whole bunch of other goodies I'll tell you about later. But for right now, write down the phone number for that we'll give up the we'll announce the giveaway a little bit later in the show it is 888-882-5578 that's the number 888-882-5578 write that down we're giving away a major bulk bag of stuff today and uh that's 888-882-5578 it also happens to spell 888-8-TALK-STRAIGHT Now, if you don't know who he is, I'll do an intro in a little bit from Cavuto's show, who did a great introduction for David Stockham. But he is Ronald Reagan's former budget director. So in the days when Ronald Reagan said, we're going to slash taxes, we're going to cut government, he handed it to young David Stockman and said, here, you work out those numbers. No small task. And Stockman had the guts to sometimes tell Reagan, nope, you're dreaming, buddy. And he had the guts to tell other people things they didn't want to hear. And his almost entire life has been contrarian telling people what they don't want to hear. So in the interview today, you'll hear about what he calls the four corruptions of capitalism. You'll hear about zero interest rates have destroyed honest, healthy markets. You'll hear about as a result of of that changes in the great deformation of our capitalistic system. Speculation is inordinately profitable and there will be a day where that will cause huge problems for us. Um, we're going to talk all about why the, the 2008, the, the, the panic of 2008 was an absolute myth. And he tells a wonderful story why we were never headed for a depression and AIG could have totally gone down and everything would have been fine. So you can hear all about that. But before we get into that, uh, and I'm also going to give you some solutions for some of the, uh, chaotic things he says will hit. And we'll talk later. I want to give credence to the other side of the story, too, because there's really two stories going out there. And I want to get down to the basics of why we have two stories and why we always seem to have a paradigm between the bulls and the bears, because it has to do with the business cycle. And the inherent aspect of a business cycle is why bulls and bears both always seem to be on a scene. And you have to decide who's right and who's wrong. That comes to the business cycle. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But right now, I want to go back to a new Cavuto show and let him actually do my introduction to David Stockman and his credentials. Well, we're going to try something a little different tonight. Ronald Reagan's former budget director, David Stockman, has been on this show a few times. And sure enough, after each brilliant appearance, I'm always left saying, and often out loud, man, I wish we had more time with the guy. Well, tonight, we're going to give him more time. In fact, we're going to give him the rest of the show. But before we hear from him, I want you to listen to why. As budget directors go, few came smarter than one David Stockman, a self-confessed nerd with numbers. No one mastered the intricacies of Washington budgets better than the man Ronald Reagan picked to steer his revolution. The relatively obscure young Michigan congressman vaulted to fame as the Gipper's point man on slashing bureaucracy and taxes a lot. Among the youngest of the so-called supply-side disciples of names like Jack Kemp and Art Laffer, 
But it was Stockman's job to find the money and the way and provide the rationale for tax cuts that were so massive in their time that even many Republicans on Wall Street feared Reagan had gone too far. In time, and in no small admission, Stockman acknowledging they had, that the Reagan administration risked overdoing it, that the deficits were real, and the risks for the economy were real and getting worse. Ronald Reagan famously took his young budget director to the woodshed for those comments, but truth be told, not to bash Stockman, but hear him. Many credit that infamous heart-to-heart with a less-reported change of heart on Reagan's part, eventually paving the way for higher taxes in what would become known as the 1986 Tax Recovery Act. Stockman would later say it proved how practical and pragmatic the often enigmatic Reagan was, willing to bend, willing to compromise. If Stockman was sending a modern-day message to what some called intransigent modern Tea Party members, he wasn't very subtle about Only this year, blasting Republicans for not budging on tax increases to help tame our massive debt, once going so far as to say on this very program that such resistance was tantamount to willful ignorance of the facts of life. But Stockman's rant was and is bipartisan, just as strong a critic of Barack Obama's massive spending initiatives for digging pretty much the same hole, just with a different shovel. Some bristle at his blunt assertions, but few dismiss Stockman's uncanny sense of Washington math. It is a math that Stockman says no longer reconciles reality. All the money going out, not even remotely close to the money coming in. It is a collision course, and Stockman has staked his life and reputation on altering that course, no matter who it hurts. Now, you're going to get a real special treat because you're going to hear David, talk, David Stockman talking today that no one gets to hear unless they paid to get admission to the Harry Dent Irrational Economic Summit that took place in Miami back uh, last October. But I have some sound bites from that, and that's what we're going to be playing, and no one else gets to hear this. This isn't on any other show, and this is unique to us. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what Stockman says, and then I want to tell you a little bit about uh, a little bit about the underpinnings of this story. Um, Stockman says that Keynesians, Keynesian economists, these are people that believe that the government should step in and spend money when economies slow down. That's the basic thing. We have a business cycle. Business cycle slows down. Keynesians believe that, uh, he says, that what we're doing physically and monetarily with the central banks, not only here but around the world, what they're doing, is somehow going to bring about growth and prosperity and perpetually better times. But he says, when we know that on every account they're violating the fundamental principles and free market sound money and fiscal rectitude... And as time goes on, it's gotten worse and worse. And he goes on to say, after all this massive expansion of government intrusion and intervention, we have seen so many decades now, our system has degenerated into a debt besotted. That means loaded up with debt, bubble-riven, crony capitalist dystopia. That means a world of dysfunction. That's from the words of David Stockman. And again, we're going to be giving his book away 
uh, today, and I'll tell you about that offer in a little bit. But first, I just want to I want to acknowledge that there may be two sides to this story because Stockman's uh, contention is this will all come to an end and it won't be pretty. As has uh, Harry Dent, who I met David Stockman through. I actually got some time to speak with David Stockman back in October, uh, and I met him through Harry Dent, and they're both of the same mind. But I want to acknowledge something here. There really is, in fact, two stories that are playing out to investors or savers or people trying to save up their money for retirement. Uh, And what I tend to find, oddly enough, is that people only buy into one or the other. They think they have to make up their mind. They don't usually, they buy into one, they don't even look at the other side of the story. So they're a bull. You know, everything's going great. The markets are going up. They don't want to hear the bear story. But I think you need to be aware of both stories to have judgment. They're an inflationist. Man, the money's going to be worth nothing. I'm going out and buying gold. But rarely can those guys articulate the deflation story. So I always believe that you should be able to articulate both sides. So the plus side of the story today is that America is the best thing going on the globe. And it's true. I mean, who's doing better than we are? The dollar is strong. We were saying years ago that the dollar would not be getting weaker. It'd be getting stronger. Jobs are coming back. So there's a great story to be told, and the future looks very, very bright. And then there's this other story out there. And I know I talk to you guys. I get to talk to the listeners, and I know they are so torn between these two stories. There's a lot of money getting made in the market right now. And then you guys still call me and you say, but, uh, but I'm really worried that we're about to crash and burn. So why this dichotomy? Why is it that people are so dual-minded about what the economy is doing? It's because there's basically, in a capitalistic society, what's called a business cycle. And it's all about trying to understand where we are in the business cycle. Now, basically, I want to do this in the simplest of terms. Let's just say, for example, you got a bunch of baby boomers and this big demographic generation wants to buy home and they've all hit their 20s and 30s. Now, this is true. What I'm telling you isn't made up. We, in fact, had uh, a huge war that we lost a lot of our young men in in World War II. They came home, and once they had peace in the 1950s, man, all they wanted to do was make babies. And they made a lot of babies. And the spike in births was tremendous. So that was the baby boom from 1946 to 1964. A lot, a lot of babies getting made. As we grew older and we got into our 20s, and there was credit, and we had jobs, the the, the economy boomed, and the real estate market boomed, and, and many other things did. Now, if you saw... Um, I think we're 80 million people of 300 million in this country all hitting the real estate market at one point. Would you not want to invest into the real estate market? And if they were all having babies, would you not want to invest in consumerism for young families? Of course you'd want to invest in it. But there comes a point where that begins to ebb and fall off. And that is where the business cycle changes. So inherently what happens is when things are good, when people see opportunity, money and capital flows into that opportunity. But there's always going to be those that have late judgment, those that don't see it changing. And that's known as malinvestment. 
malinvestment, investing in something that is not going to perpetuate itself. So what has to happen in a good economic environment, in a good, clean, capitalistic society is, sorry, you were late for the show. You malinvested. Now you need to get hurt because that hurt shakes out the toxicity. So if we had now what's happened in the past is if the government comes in and doesn't want that bubble to burst, they'll try to stimulate their way out of it. So they'll lower interest rates, an artificial lowering of it. In other words, interest rates should be pegged to the risk people feel it is to lend people money. So if the government pushes interest rates to zero, that is a signal that there is zero um, risk in loaning people money. And so everybody goes and gets free money. And you're going to hear David Stockman talk a little bit later about short-term debt for uh, to finance long-term assets. So if you have an obligation to pay for a long-term asset and interest rates are low today, oh man, we could flip this all day. We could make so much money. It causes this sort of government-driven boom cycle. But at some point, if the interest rates change and you're stuck in a long-term cycle that now can't afford a raised interest rates, you have another uh, potential washout. And those are just the ups and downs of the business cycle, except when you have the government interfering, it makes bubbles going up. The other side, so Keynesians say we should fill in those bubbles and the government should just print more. But the problem is that that creates more bubbles. There needs to be a downside. There needs to be a crash. And an Austrian economist says the government should not interfere in these cycles. They should wash out. Yes, it's painful. But when you wash them out and the toxicity is deleveraged out of the system, then you can have growth again. And the saying of Austrian economists is fear the bubble, fear the rise. Don't fear the fall. That's where things clean out. So we're never being allowed to clean things out. And that is David Stockman's contention. And that is the thrust of what he's going to be talking about today is what happens when the government tries to get in to the business cycle. So um, without further ado, let me sort of start in, start his introduction to this. Now, we're going to, I'm going to talk in a little bit about how to protect yourself and how to have some judgment about where you think the business cycle is and how you want to grow your money and how much risk you want to take that we still have a growing business cycle versus how much risk you feel we might have if we have a contracting business cycle. And now we have the government mixing it up. So I'm going to talk in a little bit about how to protect yourself, but I want to go into David Stockman's, uh, first of all, his introduction into his book called The Great Deformation. And uh, it's a, a little bit humorous here, so I think you'll enjoy it. And again, he mentions my friend Harry Dent here because he's actually giving the address at the uh, Dent uh, Irrational Economic Summit last October. Well, good afternoon, and uh, thank you very much. You know, that's the nicest welcome I've had since 30 years ago when they ran me out of Washington on a rail. They were actually clapping up <laughs> uproariously uh, at the time. Um, but in any event, uh, I also appreciate, uh, Harry, those uh, very kind words that you had uh, to say. Um, and reminding people, uh, for instance, that I've had a long career as a politician first and then as an investment banker, and therefore you're on notice that I've never held an honest job in my whole life. So uh, you might want to put that uh, into uh, context as we move along this afternoon. Um, I was contacted, as Harry said, uh, a few months ago, and the, uh, the note said, we're having a conference on irrational economics 
and we need an irrational uh, keynote speaker. So I said, they must be talking about me. So I'm uh, very happy uh, because I'm considered irrational by the mainstream Keynesians who believe that what we're doing fiscally and monetarily, what the central banks not only here but around the world uh, are doing, is somehow going to bring about growth and prosperity and perpetually better times when we know that uh, on every account, and I'll go through it uh, this afternoon a little bit, and I did in my book, uh, they're violating the fundamental principles of free markets, sound money, uh, and fiscal rectitude. And as time goes on, it's gotten worse and worse. So I also um, want to uh, thank Harry uh, for saying some very flattering things about my book. Because after all, I did say that after all of this massive expansion of government and intrusion and intervention that we've had so many decades now, that our system has degenerated into a debt-besotted, bubble-riven, crony capitalist dystopia. And so some people felt, well, maybe uh, you've gone a little too far and we need to take issue. And I think that's fair enough. But I also believe that some of the critics uh, went a little too far, namely Professor Paul Krugman, who, as all of you know, is the self-appointed and self-anointed authority on all matters of economics, not only here in America, but around the world. And when my book came out, he denounced it as the ravings of a cranky old man. And, you know, uh, I thought that was a little bit over the top because even my 86-year-old mother read his blog and immediately shot back an email to me saying, doesn't he know? You were a cranky young man, too, and uh, you apparently never got over it. But in any event, uh, I had to uh, thank Professor Krugman for his assistance, because two days after his blog appeared, my book, which is, you know, two and a half pounds, and as Harry said, 730 pages and 100 years of history and delves deep into a lot of topics that most people don't want to hear about, Nevertheless, after the cranky old man blog, it shot right up to the very top of the Amazon bestseller list. In fact, it was only stopped by two diet books uh, that ranked higher and uh, some kind of horror novel called The Walking Dead. So uh, I felt, well, at least maybe my book is in the right zip code uh, as far as uh, books go. Hey, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I am your host, Bruce Whitey. We're here every Sunday morning on KVTA 1590. AM uh, at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Hey, we are talking today about the great deformation. We're talking about the words of David Stockman, former budget director for the uh, Ronald Reagan administration, and his book, The Great Deformation, The Corruption of Capitalism in America. Now, I was just talking earlier about the fact that business goes through cycles of uh, expansion and contraction when business contracts. That's a normal cycle. However, people do get hurt. Some people lose their job. And Keynesian economics says that the government should step in and spend money during those periods, borrow money, in fact, if needed be, to get us through it. Then we will expand out of it, and then we'll pay the money back. And we do really good at borrowing the money and spending it during those tough times. The problem is we never pay it back. So that theory is very ridden with the fact that it doesn't get uh, it, it doesn't even get applied if in fact it's true so I want to talk really quick uh, I want to actually play you a segment here where Stockman talks about when you create zero interest rates when you have the government manipulating the economy rather than letting the economy detoxify of malinvestments when the business cycle contracts it creates further complications and I'm going to let him talk about that right now 
Oh, except for one thing I got to do real quick here. I want to define a word. He talks about cheap repo in this. This will throw you off if you don't know what that is. So repo stands for repurchase agreement. Uh, two, two definitions for that. It is a contract between a dealer as a bank and an investor, whereby the investor purchases securities with the promise that they're going to get bought back by the dealer on a designated date for which the investor receives a fixed return. And is also a contract between a buyer and a seller where the seller agrees to repurchase the item sold after a specific length of time or amount of use. So David Stockman's gonna talk here about the fact that if you can get really, really cheap, cheap, cheap borrowing, if borrowing is so cheap, you can just buy something that's like, not even giving you much of a return. But if you buy it in mass, you're sure to get a return. The problem is if one of them, if what you're buying is long-term and your debt is short-term, the minute short-term debt changes and interest rates go up and you're stuck in a long-term asset that is no longer profitable, the market goes upside down. So that's what he means when he's talking about repurchases agreements or repo. And yet what we have today is an entirely administered market, an entirely controlled market. There's not an honest interest rate left. The short-term rate has been pegged, as you know, at zero since December 2008. That's 69 months or 70 months running of zero money market rates. It is a massive signal to gamblers and speculators, load up the wagon with any kind of asset that has a yield, with any kind of asset that you think may appreciate over the next day or week or month, and then fund it essentially with cheap options or cheap repo or cheap uh, lines of credit uh, that they get uh, from the uh, big commercial banks or from the money market uh, on on Wall Street. And so the point is, this is a huge corruption of the free market at the very heart of the capitalist system. And it is causing the system to be dramatically unbalanced, unstable, and dangerous. It is essentially destroyed and ruined all of the elements that make for a healthy financial market. You can summarize this as the four corruptions of capitalism that have emerged over the last uh, 100 years, but especially the last 30. And the first of these I call the corruption of free markets, and I think it's pretty obvious what that means. You're familiar with it. Uh, Harry has talked about it a lot. But I'm talking about the bailout state, uh, the emergence of a sweeping and uh, unrelenting crony capitalism that essentially uh, says that the winners and losers in the economic game will be decided by the state, in the political process in Washington, regulatory or in the legislature itself, and not in the market where it should happen in a vibrant capitalism. Now, there's a blank here because at this point of the talk, he goes into something like the last, since the turn of the century, all these examples of where the government has interfered with the capitalistic system and continued to pervert it on forward to where we are today. In other words, the market no longer has a bottom. The Fed is there uh, to uh, prop up, uh, to put a floor under any correction that might occur. The Fed is there to excuse people from mistakes that they make uh, in uh, pursuit of uh, speculative ends. And that lesson obviously was not forgotten. In fact, we were off to the races shortly thereafter. We got the dot-com bubble. We got the crash. And then, of course, 
the lesson was reinforced when instead of allowing the market to work out work itself out in 2002-01 again uh, Greenspan uh, panicked the Fed slashed interest rates it's hard to remember that we actually had interest rates at one time of course we have we don't have interest rates anymore we have zeros um, but uh, in fact, it reminds me of a time, I don't think it was the time Harry mentioned that I was, uh, when we were together on Fox TV, but uh, I was on another show and an incredulous uh, anchor said, well, you're criticizing the Fed, you're saying this easy money is a, uh, a bad uh, policy, are you actually advocating higher interest rates? And I said, heavens no, I'm advocating any interest rates. Uh, you know, uh, and they, they don't get that, but in any event, uh, Greenspan um, panicked, uh, as you remember, the uh, federal funds rate, which is really the money market rate, which determines what it costs to speculate daily in the market. That's where the hedge funds, that's how the investment banks and um, the other gambling houses that use different names uh, for what they do, uh, that's how they fund their huge positions uh, in the money market, at least on the margin. And when you uh, drive the interest rate in the money market down from 6%, where it was uh, at the time of the dot-com crash, to 1% within 30 months, just month after month, relentlessly, cut after cut after cut, until it got the interest rate down to 1% in June 2003, you're beginning to have a major impact on the market. You're sending a message that couldn't be clearer, and that is that there is a floor under the market. There is a put from the central bank that these markets operate on a one-way basis. They go up uh, by the dip, but they don't go down dramatically and catastrophically because the Fed will be there to back them up. Hey, I got to do a reset. This is Straight Talk Wealth Radio on 1590 KVTA. We're here every Sunday morning. Uh, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm Bruce Whitey. Okay, lastly, I want to do a short clip on what he says the result on the markets and what the effect of all this tampering is. Then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about what it means to you specifically. Baby boomers approaching retirement, people in retirement. Uh, we're having a great ride in the stock market right now. Do you want to get all out? Probably not. It's pretty hard when things are going this well. How do you balance that that idea that you want to be in the market when it's up, even if the government is tampering it, even if there's greater risk than you can imagine? Who wants to get out in the good times versus realizing where this could all wind up once you realize the perversion and the deformation of the capitalistic system that got us into this bubble. How do you balance that? I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I want to let Stockman go on a little bit about uh, what the actual result of all of this has become. And as a result of that, speculation is inordinately profitable. And obviously what capitalism does is that when something becomes inordinately profitable, it attracts a lot of interest, a lot of capital, a lot of activity, a lot of people, a lot of interest in getting rich quick. And that's all fine as long as the rules are being observed and you have a free market that can have checks and balances. We have none of that today. And as a result, we do no longer have honest capital markets. We have a bloated, massive, dangerous, unstable, one-way casino that is taking the whole economy closer and closer to the brink. We know what happens. We've already had two giant bubbles that crashed this century, the dot-com and then the housing and the credit. We're heading for, uh, for a third one. We'll talk about some of the indicators of that. But my point in this uh, section is simply that uh, the corruption of free markets is most 
clearly crystallized in the manner in which the central banks have basically suffocated the pricing mechanism in the capital markets, the equity markets, the debt markets, the commercial real estate markets, and so forth. And without honest price discovery, without honest two-way markets, without checks and balances, you get uh, dangerous uh, levels of speculation, the huge bubbles that get us in trouble. So I want to talk just for a minute about the problem most investors are going to have with this kind of dichotomy of up environment, down environment that's going on in the conversation. And that is that they start running after things that are shiny objects to solve some environmental problem they're worried about. But rarely, rarely, rarely do people walk in our office with a strategic plan so they know what the baseline is. So what I mean by that is they're pulling shiny objects off a shelf. They're choosing investments like a shopper instead of a strategist. And for too many savers and investors, they're going to pick their investments one of two ways. They choose their investments, first of all, maybe like they're pulling shiny objects off a shelf. They are intuitively attracted by what they hear from the media. They hear this show. Maybe that turns them into a bear. They hear another show. It turns them into a bull. uh, Or they hear something from their friends. And this might just turn out to uh, turn out fine for a known bet amongst other bets that didn't turn out so well. But however, most folks sure would want to build a lifetime plan just off of good guesses. So they're just being intuitive. They're not doing anything strategic. But then they can turn around and they can put a strategic plan together. But here's where the strategic plans fail. They stick with the standard pie chart that correlates their risk tolerances And they get this kind of pie chart model, but those models are typically built upon historical data, historical model that include the assumption that the stock market will always come back from the deepest canyons within some reasonable length of time. But that's not this story. That's not today. That's not the inherent risk. If that was so, I wouldn't be presenting this story. What I'm trying to present you is we're in a unique time where the next crash, according to David Stockman and according to Harry Dent, which we'll talk about in a little bit more, is not going to be like the last ones. So just that type of scenario is what can become deadly for someone who's soon approaching retirement or in retirement. They're the ones that are the greatest at risk. And the wait for the markets to come back could literally set your retirement plans back a decade or force you to experience a severe degradation in your lifestyle that you never anticipated. So what I'm saying is you can't just be intuitive about these decisions. You need to take a look at the 10,000 foot view. Now we do that for free in my office. It's called a retirement roadmap. It can be a thousand dollar service that we do when people walk in. If we don't really know if we're going to do business with this person, but occasionally I'll get on the radio, I'll open the doors up and say, let's just do it for free for all the callers today. So we are going to do it for free for all the callers. Now this is a thousand dollar service. A retirement roadmap is basically a blueprint. It's a personalized blueprint of how you're going to live in retirement and through retirement, it stress tests any portfolio against market losses or inflation. And from it, you get a personalized set of recommendations 
on exactly what we can guarantee you in retirement with certain terms that you got to know about. It's not a static pile of papers. It's not just graphs that sit in your basket. This is a very fluid conversation and a puzzle that you actually solve with me on guaranteed methods of retirement planning. Now, maybe you don't want everything guaranteed. Maybe you want some mix of investments versus safety. Um, and the problem with safety is people think that means putting money in the bank, but that's a losing proposition right out of the gate because you can't make money, uh, you know, lose money to inflation in the bank. So instead, on the safe side of the portfolio, if you can get uh, four to six percent interest rates, which can compile, which frankly, the S&P has barely done over the last 15 years. I don't think it's even overall, if you take 15 years, gotten to six percent. If you can get that on the safe side, then you actually have an option to sort of hedge some of your bets. But what you need to know first and what a retirement roadmap does, it is a strategic blueprint to tell you, look, the bottom line for you, Joe, for Susie, for Bill, is you got to work so many more years to sustain this lifestyle that you're now naming that you need income from because we're going to look at your social security. We're going to look at all your income options. We're going to look at what the portfolio is going to do and we're going to sign a baseline. So what if you knew you could get four to six safely and your portfolio only needs to make four to six to get you right on the mark? Then you wouldn't have to take any risk in this kind of environment. Maybe you got to get a little bit more. Maybe you got to get seven or eight. So then you start to parse up and we help you do that. How much should be at risk in the market going for a higher rate, but how much do you want to hold back and not get paltry, you know, 1% rates, but 4 to 6% rates on good, safe money. That's what we do in a retirement roadmap. Now, when you order the retirement roadmap today, guess what? When you get your retirement roadmap, I'm going to throw in David Stockman's two and a half pound, 730 page, 100 years of history book, The Great Death Formation. It lists for $25. Those who call for the retirement roadmap and receive the service, we're going to give that book away for free. You're also going to get my report called Inflation or Deflation, America's Monetary System in Crisis and How to Plan for It. Here's how you get this. You call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. You leave two times with the operator for me to call you back during the week. I'm going to call you back and ask you six basic questions on the phone to get a snapshot of your situation. How old are you? Are you already retired? Are you still working? How much income will you need in retirement? Then we can look and derive the numbers of what your portfolio has to earn as a baseline. That's how you judge risk. That gives you a strategic look so you know how far into risk should you be extending yourself. Do you need to step into that versus how far back can you get if you don't need to? And then you get a mix and you get a strategic vision of your portfolio. We do it every day. We, we charge $1,000 when we don't know people. We're doing it for free, but you've got to call by the top of the hour. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578 for your free retirement roadmap. The story of the next 10 years will be about a volatile environment that will continue to be set upon investors. And it's going to be about not losing what you've built. And you should be planning this 10 to 15 years before retirement to get this strategic look. And if you're already in retirement and you don't know the baseline for your portfolio, you don't know what inflation rate you're trying to save for, what inflation rate your your expenses are going to have, you need to call 888 882 
888-882-5578. I will personally prepare and deliver your own retirement roadmap. And I'll throw in David Stockman's book, The Great Deformation, The Corruption of Capitalism in America, $25 book. We've got those available for free. If you're 10 to 15 years from retirement or already retirement, call trip already in retirement, call 888-882-5578. If you believe that you've made good gains and you need to know how to preserve them, call 888-882-5578. Let me just deliver your free retirement roadmap. If you would like to know what it means to be guaranteed to potentially double the income value of your assets every 10 years at Mm, let's just say four to six to maybe 7% rates with no risk of loss in those terms where you can't lose any money, but we're averaging on safer money. Let's say four to six, sometimes up to 7% growth. Call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. If you want to know how to protect your portfolio in a down market, hey, have you heard this before? Down market still benefit from a bull market or bear market rally? Call 888-882-5578. The point is get a strategic look because that's where if you get caught between this, I'm a bull, I'm a bear, I'm a bull, I'm a bear, you don't know what you need to be. The the Retirement Roadmap helps you understand that. 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578. Call now before the end of the hour because the lines get real full at the end of the hour. Let's get back to the David Stockman story. This is a real quick quick clip from uh, Mr. Stockman talks about how far we've gone already over the Rubicon. The Rubicon is a major transition point where there's no turning back. That's what that means. Now, the worst part is that we're now through uh, the Rubicon or over the Rubicon, I guess I would say, in terms of what happens when this uh, unbalanced, unstable, bubble-prone market uh, eventually uh, goes into correction when even the central bankers can no longer uh, control the speculation when it gets to a very high level. But in any event, these bailouts were an abomination because once and for all they established the lesson that the market will not be allowed to correct, that the excess leverage that's built up year after year, decade after decade in this economy, uh, even as uh, um, enervating as it is, uh, will be supported and maintained And as a result of that, uh, we have another bubble developing because obviously the traders and the speculators and uh, the uh, robots uh, learned their lesson well about 208. Meaning that there's no bottom to the market and the government will always bail us out. Listen, I wanted to play a beautiful clip, but it's going to be too long. We'll have to do it on another show where he goes in detail about why we would not have fallen into a Great Depression if we didn't do the bailouts. How the AIG story was totally erroneous and that this panic was driven by a bunch of guys who had access to Treasury, access to Paulson, and literally their political and Treasury decisions were being driven by looking at their blackberries he calls this the blackberry panic in his book the great deformation which if you call and you get a retirement roadmap today you're going to get for free he goes into the blackberry panic and he calls it that because the all the political and treasury decisions were being made by a bunch of guys looking at what the s&p and the dow were doing on their blackberries and making governmental decisions based on the movement of the stock market that is completely corrupt it is a complete deformation of the capitalistic system now 
Um, I want to play real quick again, uh, just a little corroboration here from my friend Harry Dent. Uh, and I asked Harry uh, in another conversation, what should governments be doing if they shouldn't be bailing us out or bailing you know, out the banks and, and the crashes? What should they be doing? And um, I just thought it was an interesting tack to kind of get the other end of this. Listen, if a lot of people call in today, they get a retirement roadmap, they like the David Stockman issue. If I get a large amount of calls, this is scratching the surface of the David Stockman material that I have on hand I can produce more shows with. So if I hear a lot of calls today, a lot of people are calling in, they want to get involved in this and actually get off the the uh, spectator butt and actually get into gear and do something that can improve their condition. I'm going to do a lot more of these shows about David Stockman. I got a lot more material, but you need to let me know that it's popular by calling 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578 and get a free retirement roadmap. No charge, no obligation for that service whatsoever. It's a thousand dollar service and I'll throw in David Stockman's $25 book, the great deformation, the corruption of capitalism, in America. Let's talk to Harry Dent, find out what government should be doing. So let me ask you something, an interesting question. So let's look at the fact that when an economy, global or local or whatever, downturns, what is the government to do? Are, are they to just sit there? What should they do versus what they do do? Should they sit there and just watch everybody lose their jobs and go into poverty? Should they print more money? What should they be doing to really handle the underlying causes versus what they've been doing? Well, you know, in a real short-term crisis, you know, like, you know, Lehman Brothers or AIG, you know, that can make sense to provide some short-term liquidity. Print some money short-term just so it doesn't blow up more than it has to do. But you shouldn't be printing money nonstop for five to six years and bailing out every company and bank in the country. It's looking like it works. That's stopping. Of course it's working. I could take crack and feel good tomorrow, today. And then I come down tomorrow, I could take more and feel better. How does that work out in the long term? You're, You're killing the golden goose. Stockman and I both say, um, because you're not letting the economy reset or rebalance. We've had too much debt. Debt has grown at 2.54 times GDP for 25 years from 1983 to 2008, and it needs to be restructured, and we need to flush a lot of the debt. We've had the biggest bubble in stocks and real estate in all countries around the world. Uh, that bubble needs to uh, deflate. Um, and, 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 you know, we've got runaway education costs, runaway health care costs. That bubble needs to deflate. You do need downturns to force these resets. The greatest innovations come in proportion to the level of the downturn. So, so it, hey, if you want to run the economy at 2 to 3% of growth with no recessions ever, which is impossible, but if you, let's say you could do that, you're going to have almost no innovation, and, and, and you're going to basically end up in a coma economy like Japan. You know what Japan's economy has been since 1990? 0% growth, 0% inflation. Rising government debt has gone up, you know, up to 260% of GDP from 60%, you know, and a a continued aging population, all because they haven't let their economy reset. They didn't let banks fail. They didn't write off. They could have written off trillions of dollars of debt. They didn't do it. And so now they got higher debt than ever, aging society and a coma economy because they don't want to go through a difficult time. I mean, we had a difficult time in the 70s. And look, we had the greatest boom in history after it. We had a difficult time in the 30s, and we became the greatest country in the world and grew like crazy in, in the 50s and 60s after World War II and the Great Depression. So it's part of our cycle, and, and you can't take the cycle out of the economy without killing innovation. That's the price you pay. And Japan is a perfect example of that. So what happens when we come off this drug? 
uh, you crash just like a drug addict does. You go through detox, you shake, you shiver, you puke. That's what was happening in late 2008. If you were to, I always tell people, if you were to go to a restaurant and eat some bad sushi or bad food and get sick, you got poisons in your system. So what does your system do in all of its wisdom? It flushes them out. However it does it, sweating, puking, you know, you know there's many ways. I don't have to go into all of that. <laughs> That's what the economy does. That's what we did. The Great Depression was a giant debt detox and financial bubble detox. And it worked, but it was very painful. That's why everybody tries to avoid it. Okay, we're coming down the home stretch. This is Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We're here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on 1590 News Talk KVTA. Hey, listen, one last clip I want to play from uh, uh, David Stockman. It is not from the Irrational Economic Summit. It is from an appearance he made on Varney's show. Uh, I forget Varney's first name on Fox. He gives you his bent on what he thinks investors and people should be doing on the basics. And then I'm going to wrap up here again with a little restatement of the best wisdom to play, because I do not think you're, I'm telling you to run from the stock market, get out, be in terror. No, 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 no. But we are saying, while it's good today, understand what makes it good. An Austrian economist fears the boom because he knows it can be irrational and what comes on the other side. And I'm going to reiterate here how to protect yourself uh, so that you can make uh, okay money, you can have the right amount of risk, but you're not making decisions in a vacuum of running after this, running after that. Stop getting shiny objects off a shelf. Get a strategic plan where you know, I'm going to get this much money coming in. I am planning for this much inflation. I need to have a baseline of XYZ performance from my portfolio. I need to work so many years and save this much money. If you know that succinctly and clearly, then the decisions you make about risk and no risk get very clear and much easier to make. I will talk about that a little bit more in a minute once we listen to uh, David Stockman's take on what he feels uh, investors today should be doing. Last line of your article in the Times was, uh, okay, you, you said basically, don't hang around, uh, the, bu- the bu- bubble is going to be burst, and, it, and basically get out, of, get out of it and get into cash. Yes, because if we look at the history of the three bubbles we've been through, this is the third one. When the buildup happens, it takes months and months and years, four years. And so pretty soon all the talking heads are saying, this time is different. We're on the way. This is the, uh, remember, the Goldilocks economy. And then when the bubble breaks and the Fed can't stop it, you lose all of that ground within a matter of a few trading days or a few weeks. You can't get out of the way. So we learned that lesson in 207, 208. People got devastated because they couldn't get out of the way when they finally got out of the way. The fast money had already figured that Bernanke is reflating the bubble. So the fast money bought all the junk and has now laughed all the way to well, the bank. A lot of people are listening to you. Yeah. You're a respectable guy. You've got yeah. credibility. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're listening to what you've got to say. And you'll say, get into cash. Now, right. what, what do you mean by that? I mean, uh, treasury I'm, securities? I'm saying, that, I'm saying into short-term bank deposits or treasury securities because the capital markets and the money markets are entirely rigged. They're entirely... Okay. No uh, stocks? Uh, no bonds? It's, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous gold. casino. How about gold? Uh, even gold is subject to all of these trading forces and margin calls and a lot of speculation, so I'm not even that confident about it. But what I do know is that this market lives and dies by the last word of the Fed, and the people at the Fed have no clue what they're doing. Bernanke is the most dangerous man ever to hold high financial office in the history of the United States. So uh, the Fed creates bubbles. It shouldn't create bubbles. It shouldn't be out there pumping this kind of... Hold on a second. I'm almost out of time. I want you to respond to Paul Krugman. 
Paul Krugman writes this morning, you know the guy, okay, President yeah. of Economics for Nobel Prize, etc., etc., etc. He says, what you've written is cranky old man stuff, the kind of thing you get from people who read Investor's Business Daily, listen to Rush Limbaugh, and maybe if they're unusually teched up, get investment advice from Zero Hedge. Sad, is how he says. Your response? Well, when Paul Krugman was a young man on the staff of the Reagan economic staff in the White House helping us with the tax cuts, he was a pleasant, astute young man. And something over the last 30 years happened to him, <laughs> and apparently uh, he's lost his way or changed his mind. All right, David Stockman, this, is, this article from the, in the Times, that's part of the book, isn't it? What's yes. the name of the book? Uh, the Great Deformation, The Corruption of Capitalism in America. Hey, and you're going to get that book today when you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. This is a two and a half pound paperback book. It is 730 pages and is a hundred years of history on the corruption of capitalism in America. And uh, we're giving away for free. It's $25 list, but you have to get a, uh, you're going to get a much more valuable than the book. Way more valuable is you're getting a free retirement roadmap service from us for no charge and no obligation at Straight Talk Wealth Radio. So you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, and uh, you leave two times at the operator for me to call you back. I'm going to call you back. I will ask you six basic questions to get a snapshot of what your situation is. And then this is what we're doing. And I want to reiterate this for a minute. The mistakes most investors are making in this kind of dichotomy, schizophrenic environment is one, they're choosing their investments like shoppers instead of strategists. And far too many savers and investors pick their investments in one of two ways. They pull shiny, sparkling objects off a shelf because they're so scared, they're so concerned about something they heard that they go, I'm going to go run after that and buy a bunch of that up. Or they get a strategic plan, but then they get this ruddy kind of standard pie chart that correlates their risk tolerances. And it's all based on the history of what happens. This is not about the history of what has happened in the past. This is about the potential for a different history in the future than we've seen before. So the second failure here is that they fail to have a backup plan that's going to serve to preserve their standard of living in retirement if the investment markets fail or if they crash. Because of the sweeping transition that the baby boomers are moving through as a generation today, a lot of financial advisors, they have in fact begun to use an income-based planning as part of their service lineup. So that's great. However, far too often, these, quote, studies turn out just to be a cookie-cut template with pie charts of different asset allocations, and they're solely based on long periods of historical returns, so um, often they don't take into account that as you get older, the critical timing of your distribution, when you're going to spend this money needs versus where the market happens to be moving at that precise moment in time, that becomes very crucial. So if we're going to learn anything from the lessons of the investment markets that we've seen from 2000 to the present, including these two catastrophic market collapses we've heard, of, we've, we've seen in our lifetime and the ones that we're hearing about today that may still be coming. Isn't it reasonable to ask your advisor, Joe, John, Jane, Susie, if we were to suffer another collapse of 40% in the markets, which doesn't snap right back next time, What's your plan for paying my bills? 
And what's your plan for allowing for inflation? It's wise to have a plan today that plans for the worst of times as well as the best. And that is what we strategically do with the retirement roadmap. The retirement roadmap is basically a personalized blueprint of how you're going to live in retirement and through retirement. It begins by looking at what your needs are. How much income do you need to have coming in? Where is it going to come from? What's guaranteed? What's not? And then it stress tests any portfolio against market losses or against inflation. That's We're going to do that for free for no charge, no obligation. You get a personalized set of recommendations on exactly what we can guarantee you in retirement versus how much more risk you want to take that can't be guaranteed. It's not a it's not a static pile of papers. It's not like a handy little thing you get emailed and there's your thing. It is a fluid conversation in a puzzle that you actually solve with me on guaranteed methods of retirement planning versus how much at risk you want to remain. The number for that is 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. You call the operator, you leave two times for me to call you back during the week. I'm going to call you back. I will ask you six basic questions to get a snapshot of your situation. Then it takes me about a week to prepare this. Now, if you do that today, if you do that in the next five minutes, that's all that's left. Then when you get your retirement roadmap, I'm going to get you the great deformation, corruption of capitalism in America by David Stockman, two and a half pound book, 730 pages, hundreds of years of history. Okay, this is a deal. The retirement roadmap is a thousand bucks. The book's 25. 888 888 And we get a lot of calls. We'll have more Stockman next week. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion on financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services. California license 0E48147.